You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Not So Newlywed Podcast. Happy New Year. This is our first podcast of the new year, and we are coming to you from a new network in the new year. You see how we're doing things around here? This is a Flawless Noises media presentation. (laughs) You hear that? So, new things. Got to get my kawaii laughing. Yeah. New things in the new year. Ooh, new things. Um, But as usual, I am joined by my better half, my best friend, my laughing buddy, my twin flame, London's dad, but above all else, I'm joined by Michael. Hey, what's up, y'all? Uh, glad to be back in the new year. You just put your knee in my ribs. Thank you, London. I appreciate that. Yep. And as usual, London is here. Say hi, boogies. Say hi. She ain't in no speaking mood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but for the for the new year, I felt like. One of the things that we would talk about, actually, I take that back. I got a request um, on Twitter. If you're not following on Twitter, follow Not So Newlywed PC on Twitter, um, which is my primary account now since Twitter snatched my personal account <laughs> for, calling, for calling Terrorist. future ghetto bitch. But that's another story for another day. Um, but I think it was just a sign of things to come. Um, I really want to build our engagement through not so newlywed PC and what better way to build up uh, engagement, build a following and interact with people who do take a chance on us and listen to us by just tweeting from the account and not just when we are dropping a new show. Yeah. So I'm on not so newlywed PC. You can find Mike at brilliant uh, under is it Mm. brilliant dumb underscore E that's what it is. Brilliant Mm -hmm. dummy. And um, so we had a request about merging finances, uh, which is uh, something that a lot of people tiptoe around in marriages and relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, They kind of get scared to do it and then they don't know that there's a financial crisis until it's too late because they never sat down and fully discussed their finances and money and how they're going to merge. And I mean, whatever bills you may have, whatever debt you may have, whatever, how good or bad your credit is, um, that kind of stuff is really, really important. And Mm -hmm. it led me to doing some research. Um, I went and found an article um, on from a website called Wallet Hacks, and it's called The Ultimate Guide to Merging Money After Marriage. And it's written by L. Martinez, and it really starts off with this, this bit of information, and it says, Money in marriage can be a tricky business, and a survey by SunTrust found that couples gave finances as the main cause of stress in their relationships. And it also points out that this doesn't have to be the case for you and your partner or your spouse. And um, I agree. So let me just say this. For me, um, not having grown up in a two-parent household, I only ever saw a household where there was one stream of income Mm -hmm. and one person whose finances 
reign, you know, reign supreme. Um, when Mike and I got married, uh, we had to have a come to Jesus moment about our finances and sit down and determine like, you know, okay, what do these two streams of income look like? How can we make them best work for us? Mm-hmm. What bills we have, what debt we have, what, what credit cards we might have, you know, student loans in my case, um, and how they can affect the, our marriage and, or not affect us or benefit us or whatever the case may be. So, this episode is not about fixing y'all's credit. We don't have no tips on fixing y'all's credit. At all. <laughs> I got pay your bills on time. That's that's all I got. We don't we don't have any <laughs> we're not here to tell you how to fix your credit. We're just here to discuss um how you can go about merging and managing finances in a way that it will not take a toll uh on the relationship. And again, you don't have to be you don't have to be rich or be poor to have thoughts and opinions on this conversation, um, because you you can be check to check or you can have um, you can have a hefty savings. But if we truly assess the climate that we're in right now, mm-hmm. a lot of people are check to check or one paycheck away or trying to get out of the hole or have gotten out of the hole and are now uh, establishing better financial. Um, habits, which would be, I guess me and Mike would fall under that umbrella. Um, you know, we come from, you know, parents who may have struggled or lived check to check. Right. So now we're establishing better financial habits so that we can pass that down to London. And so, um, we'll just kind of dig into this article. I have some notes myself and... So one of the things that I feel like people should do is two people should do is sit down and figure out when they want to discuss their personal finances and debt with each other. Like, when is that a good time to have that conversation? Mm, I I think that one is just that one's hard because it's going to be different for everyone. Um, Getting to have that conversation is one uncomfortable a little bit. And also, you got to know when that time is right. And I would say maybe, like, when the relationship starts to get serious, like, if you guys are, like, moving in together, um, before you move in together, there should be some talk about finances. Yeah, so that was that was going to be my answer. Like, when you guys start to cohabitate and share bills is when that conversation about finances should take place because... Uh, nobody wants to be blindsided by somebody's finances and financial situation mm-hmm. when it comes to sharing bills together and splitting bills together and things of that nature. You really, really don't want to hold back. And then, you know, months down the line, when one person can't pay their part of the rent or the mortgage or the house note, and you're like, what the fuck happened? Right. Why didn't you come talk to me about this? Why didn't you tell me you, you were being garnished or you had to pay student loans or whatever the case may be? You didn't come talk to me about it. And now I don't know what we could do aside from deal with being put out our house or our apartment or whatever the case. So when you when you get to a place where you want to start sharing bills, you need to have the conversation about finances, be it, be they good, bad or indifferent, because. Mm-hmm. Um, there are ways that you could pull yourself out of financial crisis 
but your partner can't help you or be supportive or, you know, say, hey, okay, I could pick up some slack here so right. you could get some shit figured out here if you're not talking about and it. And finding about it, find, excuse me, finding out about it when it's already happening is, is I think, would be worse for the relationship. Absolutely. Instead of there being some kind of, hey, I, I need to talk to you about kind of what's going on right now. Uh, you know, I'm going to need some help. Yeah. So. Um, so, if you're going to be living together prior to marriage, that's the conversation you need to have. And then there comes merging money after marriage. And I think for a lot of people, when you say mer- when you think of merging money, you start talking about including both streams of income as one income and saying, this is what we have to work with on a monthly basis for our bills. Mm -hmm. Do we want to have a joint checking or savings? Do we want to take some of our income and invest it elsewhere? Do we want to up our 401k now that we are merging finances together and uh, retirement plan, retirement things of that nature. Yeah. We just went through that as we filed our taxes this year, we filed, uh joint first time first time filing joint um it was more beneficial for us to file separately la- uh our first 2 years of marriage mm-hmm. um but now it's more lucrative for us to file joint because um we have glowed up a little bit right yeah we a little glo- bit just a little bit glowed not- up a little bit so <laughs> our income has changed tremendously and now in terms of and and know these tax things that will be going on like you know your standardized deductions versus itemized deductions versus how dumps new tax break has affected people <laughs> and yeah. do you need to change your withholding mm-hmm. do you need to you know things like that after we did our taxes we figured out that we need to um increase what we're putting into our pensions and our savings plans and 401ks and changing our withholdings or having additional money withheld because you don't want to get to a point where you owing this goddamn administration no money at all okay so again figuring out how to merge money uh for us um i uh keep a spreadsheet of bills that have to be paid Mm mm-hmm um, both, you know, our, our joint bills, like, you know, house, mortgage, utilities, groceries, and then we have separate bills like, you know, car note and stuff like that. And so I keep a spreadsheet of that stuff. Credit and then cards, things of that credit, nature, yeah. yeah, we have some, you know, credit cards, even though we are at a place where we don't have, do a lot of credit card debt. Now we feel like cash is king. And so we try not to play the living off credit cards game. Um, but we do have them for the sake of establishing um, credit. Yeah. So that's that. But we keep a spreadsheet of our total finances, not just my finances. And he not keeping a spreadsheet of his his own finances. We have a spreadsheet of the house finances. Mm-hmm. Everything that we need or or have to pay for for the month versus what we bring in 
through working or, you know, things like that. Um, and I think that's a key aspect of uh, just kind of what you were talking about as far as like merging finances. Like, I think everybody thinks like when you say merging finances, like you have to have a joint account. Yeah. And you don't. You just have to know how much money you have together and where it's going to be allocated. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and and do what works for you. So, like, if you don't think that you want a joint account, then don't get a joint account. Or if you think that just benefits you more, then yeah. get a joint account. Like, no There's one's a- telling you not to do it or to do it. It's just what's what works for you and your relationship as far as how y'all would like to handle your finances and your household. Yeah. You have to, again, be mindful and look at these things and figure out if a joint account is beneficial for you or will work against you. If you're somebody who, you know, is owing, I don't know if you owe money or maybe you're being garnished or something like that. A joint account is not it because any money that goes in, they can take the money from that account should you be dealing with something like that or you know, tax problems and stuff like that. You So you have to, again, be be very mindful of what your needs are and figure out, you know, if you're living in a community property state where what's his is yours and what's yours is his. Right. And the government or whoever could come in and take it should one of y'all owe something. And you have to really think about stuff like that. And we had that. We had that question. Like, we had that conversation. Like, do you, do you, are you behind on your student loans? Right. Are, right. are you, are they in default? You know, can the government come in and start messing with our money and things like that? And, you know, no. Or do you, do you owe any back taxes? Do you, we've, we had the conversation. Like, where, where really are your finances so that we don't have, so that we're not blindsided to what's going on? And that was, um, it wasn't as hard as you think. Because the person no. you with, first of all, if you've been with somebody for long enough, you really do, you really can get a glimpse of their finances without having a conversation. You know, you know if somebody is making six figures or not, or you know, you you start to pick up on their spending habits and, you know, and things of that nature, um, even before you have that talk. It's more so that everybody could be on the same page and there's no surprises. Nobody likes surprises when it comes to their money. <laughs> At all. Especially <laughs> if it's in the negatives. Like if it, <laughs> if it's a plus if it's a plus surprise, then maybe. Yeah, cool. But <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit, you got more money than I thought you had. Yeah, but if it's like, yo, why the fuck is our account overdrawn? Yeah. What the like what's going on? So you don't wanna you don't really wanna have um those issues. And then Mike uh Mike uh started the conversation about joint and personal accounts. Um it's not a big deal, honestly. As long as you are forthcoming with your finances, uh, Mike has access to my checking and savings account i have access to his we both bank with the same credit union yeah. you know we share debit cards and stuff like that um so for us it feels like a joint account is just some more shit to keep up with yeah like you know we know we pop money in, into into our savings on a regular basis and don't touch it and we know what's going on and this that and the third but having three, four, five accounts and shit like that. It's a lot of extraneous work um, when we're on the same page. So we don't we don't have a joint account. Um, it's not for us. 
No. It's not for us. Um, But we have, you know, complete access to each other's accounts and, you know, things of that nature. So we don't need the added stress of a joint account. Um, And then a a big thing about merger finances that I really think a lot of people don't touch on, which we briefly briefly glossed over a few minutes ago, is retirement, the future, insurance, things of that nature. Do you have those things? You need to include those things in your financial well-being, life insurance, uh, long-term disability, short-term disability. Mm-hmm. Um, because anything could happen. Anything could happen. You know, checking in with their job to see if they offer short-term disability for pregnancy and childbirth and things like that. Um, those things matter. Um Understanding your 401k and, you know, when to check it and your total savings plans and your Roth and your IRA and all that kind of stuff. Um, you That also needs to be a discussion because you don't want to get years down the line and realize that one of you never started a, a, mm-hmm. a retirement savings. Right. You don't have a retirement plan for when you retire one day. You haven't been, you know, maybe upping your percentage, feeding into your retirement as you made more money, which is important. When you first start a job, yeah, you may only be able to do the bare minimum, but then as time progresses and you start to make more money and you get, you know, promotions and new jobs and this, that, and the third, and you're making more money, you got to consider upping that. You know, hey, babe, you were putting in 6%. Now let's do 10% or let's max out to what they're going to match or whatever the case may be. Um, So you want to you want to do that as well like that's a part of financial well-being when you plan to be with somebody for the long term um what's going to happen after you retire and that's definitely all the conversations you want to have because you don't know what if you don't have these conversations basically you don't know what the other person is planning for the future and if you plan to be together in the future (laughs) that might be detrimental yeah because a good Basically, so um, I work I work for the government, and we have a three leg retirement system. We get federal federal employees retirement system. Then we mm-hmm. have a total savings plan. Then we get we'll get Social Security. So we have a three leg system. Um, but it's important to know that when you retire. When you are getting, like, when I'm getting a, a, a check from FERS, it will not be my full salary. Right. It will be roughly a third to 40% of what my salary is for the, my last three years before I retire. Mm-hmm. You have to um, sit with your partner. You have to figure out how these things work so that when it comes time, if, you know, God bless, that you get the opportunity to retire and, you know, go live your life and vacation and do all that kind of stuff retirees do. You don't want to be blindsided because you never understood how the retirement plan worked at your job. And you want to be able to live comfortably and you in, your old, comfortably. in your older age. You know, a part of one of the big things with us is um, one of our big plans is to, you know, buy a brand new house. Yeah. And have that house paid off before we retire. And I think that's another thing um, that we really haven't really spoken about yet. But it's important to know what your goals are as a couple. Yeah. When it comes to your finances, like things that you want. uh, If you're planning on starting a business or if you want, you know, like your personal goals tie into your couple goals. And those things have to match. 
Yeah, they do. Because, like, you know, for us, it'll be like, you know, maybe turn turn a house into a retirement, to a rental property, and then have a brand new house and pay that house off before we retire, and then figure things out from there. But you don't, like I said, once you retire, should you have the ability to retire? Because mm-hmm. a lot of us going to be working till we old in the motherfucker. I plan to work until I'm in my 60s, getting close to 70. 70 yeah. God be, you know, should I be healthy enough to do so? And um, I don't want to retire and have... Um, a mortgage right you know i don't want to retire and have a high ass car note i'm going you know maybe six years maybe well not even six years maybe four three to four years before i retire i'm gonna buy me a new car get it paid off and then and it be trade and then if i want a new car i can trade it in and it probably will still have really good value then i can have a, a cheaper car note yeah you know what I'm saying? The card note might be small because I'll trade it in and maybe put down a chunk of change and have. You know, I don't want to be retired with a ton of bills. And also, the good thing about us being, you know, fairly young in our careers is, you know, if we have to put our child through college, we'll be able to put her through college, and then, uh, she'll be out of college way before we retire. Yeah. <laughs> We still be working. We still be working when she <laughs> retires from college. God, you know, God see fit for it. Yeah, you know. So you have to take all these things in consideration. Also, if you have kids, you have to take financial things related into the to them into consideration. Yeah. you know, we make sure you know Lena's life insurance is paid, and we make sure we're contributing to her for her uh her five twenty nine for college mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. You have to know all of that. Because it'll make a difference. And so, um, that leads me to the next part, which is something that I looked into. Um, and then we'll dive more into what this article discusses. But we, um, so I've always looked at like what they say should be the system for saving, spending, and doing whatever with your money. And so for us, we are uh, going to be employing the 50-20-30 system, which is 50% of your income goes to your needs. You know, rent, mortgage, house note, car note, insurance, groceries, utilities, you know, things like that. 20% should go into your savings. Mm-hmm. And 30% can be things that you want. You know, you want some new shoes, you want to do a little traveling, you want to do this, do that, do the third. Now, a good thing is you shouldn't force yourself to spend the 30%. Because some months you might want to spend more than 30%. And then other other months you might not need nothing. Right. You might not right. want anything. You have everything. So then you might end up... You know, putting spending, more into the savings yes, or something like that. Yes, yeah. that's and that's kind of it. And that is that is the most logical thing to me because there are periods of time where you kind of just sitting still, working, doing what you got to do. Then you got like the holidays, and then maybe you doing a little traveling around mm-hmm. occasions like birthday or anniversary. So every month you might not spend thirty percent of your income on wants. It might be ten percent. So, in essence, every month you won't need to spend 30% of your income on stuff you want. You, I mean, you can do it if you're a shopper, but, <laughs> you know, logically speaking, 
every month you don't need to spend 30% of your income on clothes, shoes, mm. knickknacks, doodads, you know. Um, you deal with, you know, wanting some... When the new iPhone come out, that might be a big purchase for, for that month or whatever. But overall, if you really sit down and look at it, if you really sit down and flesh out your finances, you'll see that you don't spend... Um, 30% of your income every month for a year um, on clothes and shoes and, you know, stuff like that. So you will have times where you're able to save more than um, 20%. And also, that's like a base number, too. You it's know a what I mean? base number. Yeah, you, can so- do it, you can do it based on where you are financially. Um, if you're somebody who might be check to check but getting out of it, um, you might... Say, okay, I'm going to start off saving 5% of my of every check or 10% and then move up as things get better for you. Or, you know, if you can't really do the 50, 30, 20, you might say, okay, I'm going to save $25 from every check and put it in my savings or something like right. that. Um, but you should figure out. And that's the good thing about this uh, system is... If you sit down and really look at your finances, you can determine if you're spending 50% on bills and, you know, 30% on wants or if it's way more. And so you realize maybe you could cut back some and save a little more. Whatever the case may be, it'll help you figure it out. And then in this article, um, it's talks about you know building a financial snapshot uh knowing your net worth and Mm -hmm. knowing what you have in cash and knowing what you have available in credit um if you had an emergency as we see um with our dumbass president um (laughs) people ended up furloughed and it life turned into an emergency for them and a lot of people didn't have savings and to see the way that government employees were picked at mm-hmm. um about living check to check and this that and the third it really was disheartening because there's so many people so for me i was just sitting there you know listening to people uh in <laughs> In in contact with Trump, say stuff like, "Well, I understand you furloughed, but sometimes you got to take one for the team." Yeah, did you did you see the uh, like the little part? And I'm not one to really get like super political, especially not um, here on this platform. But where he was saying like he understood kind of what the guy was saying about he doesn't understand how uh, someone said that they didn't understand how. Um, the government employees would have trouble eating. Mm. And um, Trump was saying that everybody, like, pitches in. He understands what he was saying. Like, everybody pitches in. Like, your local grocery store and all that stuff. They know you. And, That's, like, what are you this talking not about? A, this, like, that, yeah, no. <laughs> like, what is going on here? Like, it's... I don't know. That, that part just pissed me off. But let's get back on track. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... They talk about the money snapshot and knowing your worth and things of that nature. But then they also talk about uh, managing and having a 
like physically being able to look at your income and your bills and things like that so then you have stuff like mint i know a lot of people who have used mint um tiller it helps you automate your spreadsheets personal capital is a free financial dashboard so they can do multiple things one is it can help you get that physical snapshot of what your finances look like how much you're spending how much money you're bringing in apps like mint will tell you when you go over your budget you know if you were planning to spend a hundred dollars eating out for the month you spend 101 you're gonna get a notification like hey slow down <laughs> bring it on back that is not what we agreed to spendy spendy spend girl spend girl yeah that's me <laughs> but um in in earnest though if you're not a fan of traditional budgets and you find them difficult to track you can try the 50 20 30 system where you spend 50% on bills, save 20%, 30% on whatever you want. Um, you have, you know, Tiller, Mint, um, and things like that. And then when you decide on merging money, if you want to, you can look into joint accounts. Um, or you can just have access to each other's money. Um, mm -hmm. that's a, that's a certain level of trust and responsibility that you have to bring to the relationship. So you can always open a joint, um, checking and savings or not. Um, if you want to have certain money moved to your, your, another account, you know, you could go to human resources about that. Um, you can set aside time every month to, Go through uh, bill pay, transfers, retirement contributions, uh, student loans, things of that nature. And then um, then you can determine in the future. Also, if you don't want to do a joint checking now, you can determine in the future if you want to. There's really... So I think the biggest thing here is there's a lot of ways to merge money, to merge finances, to be forthcoming. But the key is you have to be honest and transparent about mm -hmm. your finances with your partner that's the key to a lot of things in relationships though so yeah. i'm not surprised that just being able to communicate with each other just about finances uh typically helps in these situations they mentioned something about a regular money date where you go on a date but then discuss like the money stuff i don't know if i like that <laughs> i don't know I mean, it seems well-placed, but... It seems weird, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's just something about... I don't. We don't need to really get go on a date to discuss our finances. No, we don't. When we go on a date, we're going on a date to eat, drink, and then go half on an imaginary baby. <laughs> imaginary baby. Imaginary. It's not real. Emphasis on imaginary. Imaginary. It's not real. Quotations. Quotations. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty much all we have. Um, I feel like I'm going to enjoy listening back to this episode because uh, we had to be transparent about how we do money in our house and some of where our goals are with, you know, our future and wanting to retire and because I don't want to retire and then Mike is still working. Like, I want us to be fairly close in retirement. We can, you know, travel. and Because London will be grown and hella gone. You yep. hear me? Grown and hella gone. 
if we play our cards right. Right. But um, she ain't we, gonna want to stay in you. No, she ain't gonna want to live by these rules. Y'all know that. <laughs> we black parents. <laughs> you know we don't play that. But um, so that's just we. You know we discussed a few things and and how they work for us. But everybody is different. Every relationship is different. Every marriage is different. But. It's everyone's some, finances everyone's finances are different so you have to find something that really really works for you and your relationship and your situation and and then as we said again it's all about honesty 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 transparency not hiding not being ashamed and you know all that kind of stuff that comes word, we know finances. you niggas is broke word we all broke <laughs> we hey, broke join the club we under the trump administration we broke broke <laughs> Broke man, broke man. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we will see you two weeks from now. Um, we'll be. Uh, well, I can. We can give you a sneak peek of what we'll be talking about on the next episode. We'll be talking about uh, an interview Aisha Curry did about oh, how yeah. she and Steph have kept their marriage as strong as they have. And um, we're going to talk about that. And, and we're going to want feedback on that because I've seen a lot of differing opinions. We have opinions on that. So we will see you back two weeks from now. Um, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for taking a chance on us. Um, go to FlawlessNoisesMedia.com. Go there. No, it's FlawlessNoises.com. It is the home of Flawless Noises Media. So FlawlessNoises.com. We have merchandise. If you want to buy a t-shirt, a network t-shirt, we have t-shirts from Ratchet Ramblings. um, Because I know y'all know me from Ratchet Ramblings. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have a Patreon if you want to subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, Mike and I will be doing exclusive content on our Patreon. Um, We'll be bringing you exclusive content, you know, because the Day for Lovers is coming up. So we'll probably drop some exclusive content around that time about, you know, you know, dating, dating when you marry because it's different, you know, dating when you marry. Oh, I can still date. Yeah, me. Oh, oh, oh. Do you want me to kill you? No, I'm just joking. (laughs) But no, like going on dates, keeping the romance, the things that we do at home to bring some intimacy and, you know, massages and, and body oils. Hey, and don't give them the whole episode. I ain't. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. <laughs> um, this one might actually be, um, we also plan to do like some video exclusive content. Nothing like that. Get your head out the gutter. <laughs> I was about but, to say, I'm not doing no in- sex team. <laughs> now, now goddamn it, you're going to have to pay me a little bit more. <laughs> you gonna do what I tell you to do as the co-founder of Flawless Noises Media but no like we I, we ha- I have stuff that I like you know in terms of like you know body products and stuff like that intimacy so we got some stuff and we're gonna we're gonna give you some stuff we're gonna bring back our let's talk about sex series um and a lot of that may be exclusive content so With that said, we will see you guys uh, next time. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. Take it easy.